This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Welcome back. Uh, moving on to another topic, uh, and this comes up a lot. Uh, is there pressure on women in society today to have children? Do people question or look down upon women who postpone having children or choose not to have children at all? Well, these topics uh, are explored in a new book. It's a novel called The Pregnant Pause. And joining us to talk more about the book, the process of writing this book, uh, please welcome to the program Halifax-based journalist Jane Doucette. Jane, great to have you with us here. Welcome to the program. Thanks for inviting me. Pleased to be here. You know, just the process of writing a book, I would imagine, is, is fascinating. But as I understand it, you actually wrote this book quite some time ago, didn't you? I did. I wrote it in 2003, uh, and I had um, a literary agent. I found a literary agent in London, England, who agreed to represent me uh, to publishers over over in the UK. And so I worked with her um, on revisions for three months. And then at the end of those three months, she asked me to change the ending in a dramatic way that would have changed the, the core message of my book. And I couldn't do that. I didn't feel I didn't feel that that was something I was comfortable with. So I fired her, and came home and um, put my manuscript in a drawer and left it there until last fall. And and most people who who know me, who have met me since, didn't even know I'd written a novel um, because that experience was just so discouraging. Yeah, I can imagine. Well, let's talk about that core message, and it kind of gets to to what prompted you to write this book in the first place. So, what what was the spark for you? The spark for me was that at the time I was in my mid-30s, and so my my two sisters had children, most of my friends had children, and so, you know, I was thinking, uh, am, am I going to become a mother? So so I was having those kind of those baby dilemma thoughts that uh, the protagonist in my novel um, is having, and, you know, I would be the only woman at a baby shower without a baby right. and and would be made to feel uncomfortable. So, uh, so yeah, so I just thought, I, I went looking for a book, actually. Um, Bridget, Bridget Jones's Diary is one of my favorite books. And I read that when I was single and in my early 30s. And, and that book really united um, that demographic of women around shared experiences. So I went looking for a, kind of a lighthearted novel about um, trying to decide whether or not to become a mother. And I couldn't find one, so I decided to write one. So it wasn't that you were sitting around thinking, I should really write a novel, <laughs> right? <laughs> no, no, not at all. I had never. Uh, I, I was a, a magazine and newspaper journalist, and I had been for a decade and was, you know, very happy with my career. And I did not, like some people have a burning desire to write a novel, but I just felt like I had a story to tell. And I sat down and hammered it out um, on weekends and uh, in the evenings, I think in eight months. And it just, the story just flowed. Because it seems like the kind of subject you could explore in a, a nonfiction kind of way, but was it was it more cathartic in a way, or, or why why did you choose to write it from the perspective of a novel in a, in a fictional character? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, I think because in real life, so if you're writing nonfiction, you have to be truthful, and sometimes things don't end the way you want them to end. Yeah. So in fiction, you can embellish, you can say, okay, well, this is how I would like this relationship to end or, you know, this friendship to resolve. Uh, so you just have, there's just much more scope um, for the imagination. And I had never written fiction before, and I was curious to see if I, if I could, because I had never taken a creative writing uh, course or workshop. I never read a book about how to write a book, which in hindsight might have been helpful. 
Um, I just, you know, that, but that wasn't my experience. I just sat down and, and did it. Uh, and, and yeah, that's how that came about. And then getting back to that issue then itself, I mean, obviously it's, it's something you, you were grappling with, but if you talk to a lot of other women, I mean, is, is this, is this increasingly the reality for, for a lot of women in that position? Is there that, that societal pressure? Absolutely, and I'll tell you who has been a champion of that message for years is, is the actress Jennifer Aniston, yeah. who even just in December, she was quoted in um, a magazine article as saying that society slams women if they don't have uh, a husband or a baby or the whole white picket fence package and makes those women who, who don't have those things feel like they're not living up to their full purpose. Um, so yeah, and I think it's it's more prevalent today than it was when I wrote uh, the original manuscript 14 years ago, and you know I don't have them in front of me, but there are some statistics, Canada um, data to to support that that say that says you know women are having their first children older than they used to be, um, and also that more couples are not having children. So yeah, I just think it's it's universal and. Um, a lot of women will be able to relate. I think so. But I mean, you know, when you look at that data, does it suggest to you then that, you know, women are, are taking the decision upon themselves? In other words, maybe they're resisting that pressure that they're going to do it on their own terms or on their own timetable. Well, I mean, I can't speak for all women, but just for, for the experiences I ha- have had and, and the women I know and, and myself, um, sometimes there's so many reasons that women don't have children and that's that's part of the message that I want to send with this novel is that yes some women do choose not to have them and uh, my experience has been that those women are quite vocal about it they'll they'll say oh you know I didn't want to have children my partner and I decided not to we have a very happy life Um, but there are more women who are quiet about that and and it's those women who have who have stories so maybe maybe they couldn't conceive or maybe, you know, they've been struggling with infertility for years or they had a miscarriage and they were afraid to try again um, or they couldn't find a willing partner or any partner and they could, didn't have the resources to, to have a baby on their own because I know women who have done that. So there are just as many complex reasons for why women don't have children as there are women. Right. And then is there almost an expectation that you have to justify that or or defend that somehow as though the pressure is on you to say, well, wait a second, why aren't you having kids? What's going on here? Yes, I think so. And I think, you know, men may get that to some degree, but it's definitely to a lesser degree. Um, but yeah, I think that pressure, that, you know, when you go, when you sit in that baby shower and, and all the heads turn to look at you and, and, you know, ask how many children you have, and everyone's talking about their delivery experience and their water breaking, and you, and you can't contribute to that conversation. Um, there's some pressure. So certainly, you know, as you say, maybe the book is written more so for women. Do you still think men can, can get something out of this? Well, I'm sure they can. I have, have had a lot of ma- uh, male friends asking, you know, is it for men too? And my dad actually just read it last week. He's a retired math teacher. He's not, you know, a words guy. My mom is a retired English teacher, um, so she's the reader in the family. But anyway, Dad read it, and uh, he said it's, this is the most meaningful review um, of any review I will get. So he said, he said, you know, I finished it, and I enjoyed it. He said, it's kind of funny, <laughs> and it's not just for women. And I went, oh, my gosh. Well, my, my dad likes it, so I think that's, you know, that's a plug for men. <laughs> 
Yeah. Do you want the message to sort of be universal, that what people take from it is going to be very similar, whether it's a man or a woman reading this? Absolutely. I, the message is just, it's universal. It's it's for men and women, for parents and non-parents, um, because it's about relationships. It's about one woman's relationship with her romantic partner, with her family, with her friends, and her coworkers too. There's a big um, work component. You spend a lot of time with your colleagues, um, almost you know more than you do with your partner, your romantic partner. So because there are so many relationships, I think everyone will relate to part um, of of the novel, or someone in the novel, or they will know someone who you know someone that reminds them of one of the characters. So in that way, I feel it will be, it is universal. All right. Well, congrats on the book. It's called The Pregnant Pause. Uh, the website is www.thepregnantpause.net. Jane, thanks so much for spending some time with us here today. Appreciate this. Thanks so much. There you go. That's Jane Doucette. Uh, her book is called The Pregnant Pause. We need to take a pause. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.